Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at This is episode 204. And for this episode, we are actually... For the first time ever, Cecil, we have a guest on our show a little later to talk about a story um, that is actually the subject of the story. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's not just another commentator to, to right. you know yamber on and on about, right, but right. it's actually an involved and, dare I say, informed party. This might be a first. This might be the most credible cognitive dissonance episode <laughs> We have ever released. If for only the six or seven minutes that the person's on, but yes. Yeah, yes. right. I, you know, right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not blowing this out of proportion yeah, here. Yeah, no, you kind of are, actually. Yeah. All right, I'm, yeah. I've totally blown this out. I needed an intro. All right? <laughs> I needed something. God damn. What do you want me just to launch right into this first story from the Friendly Atheist blog? <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that and see where it goes. <laughs> Jehovah's Witness leader rants against higher education, saying it'll lead to spiritual disaster. That's awesome. I'm going to play a couple of clips from this. Now, this is uh, I had to take this from their Jehovah Witness YouTube. But it's not a YouTube thing. It's like on their page, but it's their Jehovah Witness uh, sort of program. I don't know. It's like a full long, uh, maybe hour long thing. But luckily, a friendly atheist gave us... Uh, time codes so i didn't have to listen to the whole thing oh that so i got a couple of glorious clips. having said that it does not change the fact that all too often our young people have met with spiritual disaster especially after leaving home and living on a university campus so parents and children you need to have a goal and you need to have a plan if you're missing either one, Satan will provide it for you. So wait, <laughs> so Satan will declare my major? Yeah, no, Liberal he, arts. No, no, no. It, what, what he doesn't know is that is that the Quiznos demon is actually also an architect. So he will provide you with a. Here's your floor plan. I redesigned your kitchen area so it's more efficient, and it looks a lot like Quiznos. <laughs> You got an oven for toasting sandwiches. <laughs> you got a pepper bar. 
You got everything you need. Oh, that's awesome. It's, I love that. You got to have a goal. You got to have a plan. So, Or yeah. Satan will provide one Satan, for you. That's like you go to like Satan as the guidance counselor. And like oh, Satan's like gosh. sitting behind a desk in a fucking dress shirt with short <laughs> sleeves. You know, like the quintessential sign that you've just given up right, on right. your on your life. And you just you've got a co- he's got like an old coffee cup with like a chip yeah. in it that says like world's best demon. Yeah. You know? And he's just sitting there and he's he, just he, counting the seconds till retirement. Right. You you walk in, he doesn't even look up as you yeah. sit in like the shitty fucking yeah. folding chair across the desk from him, and he's like what do you need? <laughs> what do you? Yeah, I've got some questions about my major. Major in demonology. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Have you tried shop class? <laughs> I hear there's a lot of need for welders. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is a liberal arts campus. So that doesn't seem. Next. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Worst guidance counselor that is ever. Awesome! I love that he'll just provide one for you. You're like, oh man, I totally left home without a plan. What was I thinking? It's like uh, getting your Jehovah's Miranda rights read to you. <laughs> like if you if you don't have if you don't have a guidance counselor and you cannot afford one, a demonic guidance a demonic counselor will be appointed for you. For you. Satan's like putting everybody in the philosophy class from that guy in that God is not dead movie right, or whatever. For- it's just like I have this atheist professor that you're gonna love. Yeah, everybody, everybody takes Bogosian's class. That's what. When- <laughs> uh, yeah, mom, I brought home my syllabus. It's uh, it's basically just Bogosian and Dawkins. Yeah, like- that'd be awesome. Put him in Dawkins class. Be like, oh, this guy's really great. His name's Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm taking uh, I'm taking physics with uh, Tyson. I've got yeah. a biology with Dawkins, philosophy with Bogosian. Yeah, astrophysics very- with Krauss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very likely to come out of this still a Jehovah's fucking witness. I'm taking I'm taking uh, neurobiology with Sam Harris <laughs> <laughs> and necromancy with Hitchens. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh that's it's because awesome. he's dead. No, oh, that's why it's funny. Yeah. All right, there's more than you talking. Young people, ask yourself, why am I considering additional education? Because I don't want to be a dumbass. Because <laughs> I'd like a job that doesn't involve fries with that. Right, right. Is it because I'm pursuing a specific skill or trade to support my service to Jehovah? Or have I been pressured by the system into believing that higher education will somehow make me a more respected person or lead me to a better life? <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh. Yeah. Will it make me a more respected person? Well, let's, let's put it this way. If you are uh, an asshole knocking on people's doors asking them if they've heard the good news, how much respect do you get compared to... I don't know, a trauma surgeon, right? Like, I think that the fucking asshole knocking on your door is going to be slightly less respected than the trauma surgeon. Or, like, (laughs) will it lead me to a better life? I don't know. Does an education generally lead to a better life? I think it usually does. That's why people are really keen to get them. All right, so there's another clip of this guy. I have long said the better the... 
university, the greater the danger. <laughs> the worse the university, the safer it is then? Right. Right. No, like if you go to like Compton Community College, it's super safe, man. <laughs> you know, at those at those good universities, you'll actually learn something. Wow. It's, yeah, right. The the better the university, like Harvard, the right. more the danger. Danger of what? Getting a good job? I, I think that's accurate from his standpoint, though. It's like, I, I would guess that there's not a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses walking out of Yale. That's true. You it's know? true. My, I could be wrong on that, but I'm also not wrong on that. <laughs> the most intelligent and eloquent professors will be trying to reshape the thinking of your child. And their influence can be tremendous. One mom, I recall asked me to try and help her son, who was attending a prestigious name university in Rhode Island. After visiting him, I later had to inform her that her son now believed in evolution. (laughs) She refused to believe it until he finally told her himself. How sad. It's one of those moments where you're like, there's no way this is real. Right. There's no fucking way that this is real. And like, like this guy's actually having a heart to heart. Like, I'm so sorry to tell you, your son. It's like, is he dead? Oh my God, is he gonna? He believes in evolution. Oh no! Why could he just be dead? <laughs> no, or no. maimed or blinded? <laughs> why couldn't he have been run over by a thresher in the farm? Oh my God, not evolution. This guy's great though. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff in this in this article that is just. It, all it is is it reminds me of the guy who punched that kid in the face as hard right. as he could, or whatever, who said, "Who said, oh man, he's a smart kid. Now's his problem." Yeah. <laughs> like this reminds me of that guy because he's basically saying, "Oh, you know, you don't have to be. You, you want to make sure that they that they're as dumb as possible because if they do get smarter, if they are clever." They're going to find out you've been lying to them their whole life. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Mike Huckabee, chapel services in public schools will end school shootings. Um, This is some fond stuff, man. Like, that's what this is. This is some fucking good old days fond stuff. Oh, yeah, it is. Yours and mine. Happy days. All right, so here I just, we go. This I just is keep a- expecting him to, like... And he's just standing at the podium to, like, walk up to him and be like, hey, and hit the podium and have it, like, play music. <laughs> Like, while he's standing there. He looks at the audience and like, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock. <laughs> All right, so this is Mike Huckabee uh, talking about school violence. And he's, he's just giving a fucking speech somewhere. As a kid, I remember we would have people come to our school and do assemblies and chapel services in a public school. And they would talk to us about Jesus. The Gideons would give us Bibles. And nobody got arrested. Nobody got sued. And by the way, nobody got hurt either. Because we were bringing Bibles to school, people weren't bringing guns to school, except for the deer hunters who left them in their trucks. (laughs) 
bullshit. Right? <laughs> I looked up, like, there's a list of fucking Wikipedia school shootings, <laughs> and it goes back to 1790. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and they were probably And it's not angels. just, like, mass shootings, right? It's idiots who brought their gun to school and shot themselves in a leg or shot a classmate because they had a gun. School shootings fucking been happening for since there has been school and or guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's going back to the 1700s, that's, that's literally the beginning of school and guns. Right. That's right. it. And before that, it was probably hatchetings. Yeah. And before that, it was probably <laughs> like clubbings with stones. Yeah. Somebody accidentally hit their, like, they had their stone tablet and their chisel and they accidentally put their chisel in somebody's back or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, it clearly it, it it and 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 mass shootings, you know, while we think they're mostly a recent phenomenon of like the 90s or something. There was there was a big mass shooting in the 60s in this, at a school where this guy like got on his fucking tower and fucking snipered a bunch of people. So this isn't it's not like this is just a brand new thing that just sort of popped up right. because we suddenly forgot about God or something. What is with the weird deer hunter rifle truck thing that he's talking about? Like Because he doesn't want to. The thing is, is okay, so you got to couch your statements. This is a really clever way he does this, I think, politically, is that he says, we didn't bring guns to school. We brought Bibles to school. But I want you to know that I'm not against guns. Yeah, right. I'm just saying we didn't bring them to school because we fucking learned about Jesus and stuff. It's like, we didn't bring them to school. Except sometimes we did. Yeah. But then we but, left him in the car. Right. But And that's because yeah. we really like guns yeah. and we like shooting things. So the, that the are, NRA yeah. will still lobby. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I, it's yeah. just so – it's just such a weird goofball thing to say. And also, like, that doesn't – it doesn't even remotely reflect the reality of oh, today's no. world. No, You no. know, like, this is like – this is like – this is a, 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 a rural – America. Yeah, but you got to understand that the Republican Party is built on all these tiny little rural areas. Look, That's at, true. look at Illinois. Yeah. Illinois is a section of Will County, all of Cook County, and the rest of it. And that's the only blues part. The rest of it is all red. It's yeah, all red. It's true. And it's all these that's little true. spots. And I yeah. was talking to somebody this weekend, and they had a really interesting comment that they said. They said, you know, go to Montana. Go to Wyoming. Go to these places that are these really desolate, out-of-the-way places, and you'll understand why people want to keep their guns, why they want to keep those things, because there's it's not like there's going to be a first responder there sometime today. It's not going to happen. These people have to take care of themselves, and they see that as a as a threat if you're going to take away these means of protection that they have to help protect themselves from whether it's a bear or it's a fucking it's a human being just some weirdo i don't particularly think that there's a ton of crime that happens in wyoming where there's just some roving band of like fucking mad max like people who <laughs> stroll between stride between different farms and slaughter people but you've got to understand that there's a level of Self-sufficiency. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's and it's just it's just right. a it's just a level of okay, I want to be ready for this. And and I understand that viewpoint, right? I understand that somebody in the that is living rurally is gonna have a totally different viewpoint than you or I. Because we are surrounded by people where you know, you call nine one one, Tom, four minutes max they're gonna be at your oh, house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. I call nine one one five minutes. I live in downtown Chicago. 
and there's a lot of 911 calls. So I'm a little probably a little slower than you, even though I probably have more police than you. But it's still there's a you know there's a a level of safety that we have that they might not have. So they I understand where they come from. I just can't get there from where I am. You know, I wonder about this message, though, you know, because numerically, this is not a message that you can take to the streets. Like, you can take this to the rural communities, and I know that's who he's pitching it to. I get that. But in order for you to be a viable candidate, you know, the rural – let's be brutally honest. The rural communities don't fucking matter. You've got to sell this to – you know, you've you've got to sell – you've got to pitch this to your cities, your major suburbs, your – you know, you, we all know, like, he could say whatever he wants in Montana, right? You could show up to Montana and just be like, I'm buck-ass naked, but you're not voting, repo-, you know, liberal, so who cares? I mean, he doesn't he can say anything he wants. He doesn't even go to Montana, right. let's be honest. Yeah. So, so, like, the strength of this message, it's such a niche message, and it only plays to a group, it, it plays to a base that's already turning out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's almost like, it's like... It is preaching to the choir. It's cognitive dissonance, the political message. Yeah. You know? There's more of this. We prayed at my school. We prayed the first thing every day. We said Pledge of Allegiance. We had a Bible reading. We had a prayer. And then we prayed again on the way to the cafeteria for lunch. Now, if you'd seen what they were serving in our cafeteria, you would have prayed too again. Ha, ha, ha. Cafeteria food is gross. Hey, you know, what's with the airlines? (laughs) Fucking, really, man, such material. Mike Huckabee sure is edgy. They, 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 They definitely clapped for that one. So what has happened to our culture? What's happened is that we've lost our landmarks. When we reject the Bible as the objective word of truth. What? When we say that the Bible is no longer the standard by which we live and we make it whatever we feel, what we think, what we believe, then we have no landmark at all because the landmark is always being moved to accommodate our lifestyle rather than make our lifestyle accommodate the word of the living God and the power of the Holy Spirit. That guy is wearing two two types of cloth right now. <laughs> right now. Right now he is. Yeah. I mean, like, like uh, he's saying... Oh, he, you can't get you. I don't know how the fuck you say this without your head exploding, right? He's saying you've got to accommodate your life to to look at this this word of God. Yet they throw out over half the word of God in the Old Testament, except for the stuff about the gays. Yeah, it's like you know I'm reminded of that book by A.J. Jacobs, The Year of Living Biblically, where he tries to live totally biblically, and it nearly ruins every part of his life. Because it's it's an it's a book that you can't even actually live by anymore. It's I mean you can't work, you can't maintain relationships. It's the Bible is not a book that it's a book that was written thousands and thousands of years ago, also over the course of hundreds of years. Right. So it's not like it was even written as a single book two thousand years ago. It was written. As a as a series of books over the course of hundreds of years that spanned, you know, a, a time and a culture that is no longer even remotely relevant to the way we live, it's like it's like saying like we need to live our lives by the you know the epic of Gilgamesh. Sure, it's crazy. Like it's a crazy thing to say. Like it's, I'm not worried about that. And, and what would you do? Like how would you change your life? 
It's it, to say like I need to adjust my lifestyle to accommodate the word of the living God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Which one, man? Yeah. Like yours? Which is yours the right Christianity to follow, or is it the Pope's, or is it the Southern Baptists, or is it the Presbyterians, or is it the Anglicans? I don't even know what the, I honestly. I, you couldn't even begin to start down that road and do it honestly. Yeah, you can't live your life by ancient texts. I mean, I knew, I learned that last week when I when I put brought a large wooden horse into my boss's office and <laughs> hid in it. At the time of the judges, it was said that every man did what was right in his own eyes. By the way, it was not a good time in the world because everybody made up his or her own rules. It's always a disaster when we do that. Yeah, well, but I would say like, but that's not what we do. We don't all everybody just doesn't make no. up their own rules. No. We live by a social fucking contract. That's not the same thing as everybody makes up their own rules. That's collectively we get together and you know, decide what kind of society we want to live right. in. Right. You know, it's not like it's not like you can just make up your own rules and be like, "Well, I'm just fucking going to drive as fast as I can." <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, can't do that. I'm just I'm just going to fucking murder babies. Like nobody yeah. like that's not the society we live in. Just like we don't live in a society that, you know, supports slavery anymore. I think we got off the track when we allowed our government to become a secular government. Uh, when we stopped realizing that God created this nation, that he wrote the Constitution, that it's based on biblical principles, and, and, um, and, and we allowed those that don't believe in those things to, to p- keep pushing us, pushing us, and pushing us away from from uh, the government. So we got Huckabee back again. Uh, this story from the Raw story. Mike Huckabee, God's blessing will make me the president to stop the atheist secular theocracy. What the what? The atheist secular theocracy, Cecil. <laughs> what that means? That seems like a contradiction. Let's see if what if he can I'm expand sure he'll clear on that. Up. So I am looking at it again, and, and it's not just because I have some nutty ambition to say, wouldn't I like to uh, be president? Um, let me correct you. That is a nutty ambition. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually exactly why you're doing this, too. <laughs> and the idea that you would be president is pretty nutty, I think. Right. But I really think, James, our country is in real trouble. And yes, a lot it of it is. is because we've we've just divorced ourselves from common sense. We've divorced ourselves from an understanding that we cannot survive as a republic if we do not become, once again, a God-centered nation that understands that our laws do not come from man, they come from God. It's the natural law of God. Our founders really understood that and believed it. Now, I'm not saying that a person should run and say, let's have a theocracy, because I don't think we should. Ridiculous. No, it's, 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 that's not what even we, our we founders want. We have a want. theocracy right now. It's a secular theocracy. That's it. It's a humanistic Secular, Absolutely. atheistic, Forced even anti- antagonistic toward Christian faith. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you see that fucking... I mean, he is just covering himself in underdog sauce right now. Man. God yeah. damn. We, we, are, we, have, we already have a theocracy. We have a theocracy with no theocrats <laughs> and... <laughs> with no theology. No theology. That's right. the other part of it that we don't yeah. have. And it's being forced on us, Cecil. Yeah. Everywhere you go, it's somebody's being secular at me. <laughs> it's terrible. What I love is like, like they don't understand how much that protects them. 
They just don't get it. They say, we don't want to live in a theocracy. Well, the only other fucking option is, is a secular w- world because the moment you say there's no, it's not going to be secular, you're in a theocracy. It just happens to be the religion you are part of. Yeah. But what happens to all those people in, this, in the country that happen to be uh, uh, religions of a different persuasion? All the, all the Muslims, all the, all the Catholics, all the whatever. You, know, you start uh, Hindus, Buddhists, Wiccans. Satanists, whatever you start naming off all these different groups, they're all going to be fucking marginalized because you're going to have the theocracy that you want in particular. When you take away a secular a, a secular worldview, you have to replace it with something. No, you don't. No, no. What you replace it with is not a theocracy and not a secular worldview. You replace it with a hawkocracy. <laughs> and that's that's where Mike Huckabee decides. It's an ad hococracy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we need to understand. Our basic fundamental rights are being robbed from us, taken from us, piece by piece. What fundamental rights are being robbed from you? Yeah, no, there's that time that you can't be a discriminatory asshole. Is that, I mean, that, that's it, right? I think, I'm trying to think of another right. Like what? What really has changed? I mean, like, let's actually talk about this. Like, what really has changed? Um, I honestly can't think of anything. There's the birth control mandate. They, they but that's, that, I mean, they lost that in the Supreme Court. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I guess fundamental rights. But the thing is, the fundamental rights don't apply to any. I mean, I guess they apply to the, they think they're babies. So I guess that that's a fundamental right. But that's not new. That's been, I mean, that's, right. that's been 50, 60 years old. Don't ask, point. don't tell. Yeah, so is but so is the fundamental right to kick people out of the military? I mean, when I think to... about my fundamental rights, I think about the Bill of Rights, right? I mean, what do you think of? I think about, like, yeah. you know, the the um, the Bill of Rights. I'm thinking about, like, my, my freedom to assemble, my freedom to, of speech. But I know that they're talking mostly about freedom of religion. And I'm trying to think of of how their freedom to religion has genuinely been impinged upon in the last, and I know they're talking about Obama, right? So let's just limit it to the last six years. So in the last six years, and the only thing I can come up with is the individual mandate, although I don't know how that impinges on anything from a from a religious rights standpoint unless you have some kind of religious right not to have health insurance I mean I don't know what I don't know what fundamental rights are disappearing Well are you still allowed to go to church Can you yeah. still can you still go to did they cancel all the churches I mean I, I think so I don't go so I don't know I mean maybe they did Did Obama use eminent domain to buy up all the church <laughs> land and turn it into like mosques, abortion centers, or something. <laughs> abortion centers, abortion mosques, <laughs> abortion. Oh my god! Like it's like they're all built with five pillars, right? You know, and and they, and all they do is is the only two functions they have is abortion and gay marriage and free community college. Yeah, you show up, <laughs> you show up. You can take English one hundred and two, right? And in the middle of it, you can have an abortion. Yeah, and be gay married. While facing Mecca and sucking a dick. Yeah. Like, it's the perfect... <laughs> I think... Yeah, I saw that bill pass last week, so that's what he's talking so that about. Must, that must yeah. be it. Yeah, Huckabee's got me on this one. 
Yeah. And you would like for whoever runs and whoever is our president to keep God in the center of their focal point. You agree with that? Absolutely, I do. And and whether it's me or someone else, and, and I do ask people to pray. Because for me, James, this is not just a political or financial decision. It is a spiritual decision. Uh, you know, the only thing worse than not being elected president would be to be elected president without God's blessing. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a worse mm-hmm. place in the world to be than in the Oval Office without God's hand upon you. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather not get near the place. Yeah. But if, yeah. if that's a purpose, then so be it, and that's my prayer. That's a little jab against Obama, don't you think? Right. Yeah. Yeah, take that. I want to make sure that God's hand is, is upon me, so that's actually why I have Catholic priests around at all times, because I know they're real handsy. <laughs> they do. You know? They put their hands on you. So that's, that's for sure. Yeah. They like his stick shift. <laughs> Fans of that. And, you know, remember that, that if, if you are actually chosen by God— um, as most of the Republican candidates last time around said they were, and then yeah, they all was. lost. Yeah. Um, so if you are chosen by God so far, your track record is to lose. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, it turns out it's not a. So I would actually like I would I would turn that endorsement down. Like God endorses you, like mm, pass. Can I get the Teamsters instead? <laughs> Can I get any? Let me get the teachers union. Right? I'll take virtually. Like, I get the fucking steel workers or the yeah. fucking pipe fitters or something. You like, just pick somebody. I don't care. The problem I is just, that God only gets one vote, too. Yeah. That's the problem, man. So he shows it, up and he's like, I'm voting for, you know, and then the, the fucking Quiznos demon cancels him out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a huge novelty vote, though. It's like a big check. It's like a huge... Enormous, yeah, right. He's yeah. just like, And he's confused by the ballot. He's like, I'm undecided on referendum 213. <laughs> like, it takes, like, a really long time. It sucks. Yeah, and if they put him on, like, a regular size one, he can't actually touch the touchpad because <laughs> his finger just covers the whole thing. It just... He shorts out the electric ones with the lightning fingers, yeah, too. Yeah. It's like, Bows. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why today he sounds like the Quiznos demon. He does. But at the he, moment he well, does. maybe he should. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> there we go. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google Plus, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So, uh, for this story, I want to say that uh, I made some really special concessions. <laughs> um, I want to start off before I even introduce the story. Sure, sure go because, ahead, Because sometimes, Cecil, you have to give some fucking credit where credit is due. Right, absolutely. Right? No, I get it. I get so, it. So for this story, you know, a lot of times we talk about all the all the sacrifices you make for the show, right? So yeah. you do uh, all the editing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just most of the work, actually. Right. Like, sure, all, yeah. you know, the stuff yeah. that has to actually yeah. be accomplished yep. in order for us to have a show. Yes. 
Um, and a lot of times I get shit for not doing stuff or things yeah. or knowing anything yeah. or doing <laughs> right, any of the right. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But today I think I went above and beyond. So I'm going to reach around here and give myself a little pat on the back, a little oh. little reach around courtesy love, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Because I managed to rearrange my schedule to record an hour, an hour earlier than we normally record. Technic- it is te- technically 55 minutes, but yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's picking a knit now, motherfucker? <laughs> Listen, it is it is 8 p.m. Oh, it's 8.10, actually. 8.10. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't clock that well, so... As it turns out, yeah. um, and uh, and and I'm a little tired. I'm a little little beat. Sure, a little yeah. wiped out. You yeah, know? I mean, you needed that hour to rest, right. To do the podcast. Yeah, that's like because yeah. here's the thing. Normally, when I go down a whole flight of steps, I need some sitting time. Sure, absolutely. To recover. Yeah, yeah. From that. Yeah, you uh, actually you actually go downstairs at six thirty, take a nap on the <laughs> desk, and then wake up to do the podcast. Well, I mean, to be fair, I have a landing. Yeah, you know, so I got I. I I break right. up the journey. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't right. want to. Uh, what do you think? I'm a fucking triathlete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, but we are we are actually joined at the moment by anonymous Steve from Skepticule. Now I I don't really know the conversions between things, but Steve, I'm to understand that it is not 8 p.m. your time. It's a fucking ridiculous time of day. <laughs> <laughs> But, believe. but it's an hour earlier than it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's about what two o'clock in the morning, give or take. Well, it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you started ranting for about ten minutes. Now it's quarter past. Oh, yeah. No, no. Keep ranting, Tom. Keep him up for till like three thirty, four in the morning. Sure, <laughs> no problem. I look at it this way: it's not my time I'm wasting. <laughs> you know, such a prick, man. <laughs> oh. But uh, Anonymous Steve, you were kind enough to join us all the way from across the the great gulf of time and space to discuss this story from the friendly atheist, also from your fucking life, as it turns out. Um, (laughs) Judge tells divorced atheist he has to attend church services with his children as part of settlement. Now, before I turn you loose to kind of give us some information about this, um, my favorite part of the story, I want to say, is that your ex-wife didn't petition the courts to accomplish this. The judge, it sounds like, uh, made this motion all on his own regard. So, tell us exactly what you know, kind of what's going on here. What's the story, and 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 how did this all come to be? Yeah, for once, uh, I can't criticize my ex-wife of anything. Um, it's a rare, a rare treat. Uh, <laughs> she didn't she she didn't ask for this. Um, the judge came up with it. He he regaled us with a couple of. I'll, I'll spare you the phrases, anecdotes about his um, Catholicism, and then dictated that I would... Well, he, for first of all, he stopped me having the children at weekends, when, of course, there were Catholic masses, um, and then said I had to take the, the boys to uh, Catholic mass at Christmas. Um, because, again, uh, unbelievable for me to say this, but my ex-wife is more conducive than the judge. I do have the boys every other weekend. What we don't know is whether he, he would... Um, not like that because I don't take them to mass. So, so we're not really clear about that. But yes, that's right. The judge decided that I would take the boys to mass. It's gone through all the appeals processes we could do. And of course, here's the problem. The judge fucks up. Yeah, big whoop. The trouble is the system didn't self-correct. The system didn't kick in and make it right. So effectively, we now have a precedent in the UK 
whereby any judge can send anyone to any religious establishment and is not that far short of an apostasy law. So so help me understand, because I don't know anything about, uh, well, I don't know anything about most things, actually, but particularly I am uninformed about British law. So when this, when this ruling came down, um, and he said, okay, your new divorce settlement, it includes this provision. What are the, and your wife doesn't give a shit, right? She didn't push for this. So, so what is the real teeth behind this thing? Was there an enforcement mechanism? Oh, there, yes, there is a two year prison sentence, uh, up, what? To two, uh, up, up to two year prison sentence for contempt of court. If yeah, I were disobeyed, well, it's not good. I'd like to see him try it. Um, not just because I've got an underground bunker, but also because <laughs> <laughs> mostly, partly because I'm, I'm obviously anonymous, uh, partly because I think all they'll do is draw more attention to their own fuck up. And so you said you went through the appeals process. Did the appeals court actually take up the case and, and hear out the ruling or do they dismiss it without a hearing? Well, you start with odd and then you get to bizarre, don't you? Because in order to launch an appeal, you've got to have a judgment, you know, a a explanation for the decision you can't i've got the court order but i didn't have um a judgment um so i have to i wait for the judgment to come from the court which is normal and i'll wait and i contact them and i'll wait and i contact them um and they wouldn't the, the judge would not put his reasons down so i couldn't appeal the appeal court said not having a judgment is great grounds for an appeal and as soon as you get a judgment you're entitled to have one Sort of mad cat twenty two situation. It yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, welcome to British law. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So, what do your attorneys say? Or, or I don't know, oh, wig I, people. I don't know what well, you call here's them. Here's the over problem. There. I, I had to act for myself, um, and probably that's where the, much of the problem lies. Not in me, I don't think, but because judges kick you around. I think if you, well, they think you're a nobody, and therefore kick you around, and and end up winding themselves into knots. So um, because I didn't have a judgment, I had to sue the judge in the high court to force him to give me a judgment. Um, and from then on, in the appeals process, in two separate, three in the end, separate versions of the appeal, um, the, the appeal judges didn't refer, didn't answer the question. Because we don't have your constitution, I wish we did. I'm glad we don't have your crazies, but we don't have your constitution <laughs> either. Um, so uh, what we have is Article 9 of the European Convention of Human Rights, which, of course, enshrines your right to freedom of belief and freedom of thought. Well, we thought over here that that meant that you could not be ordered to go to, uh, well, for example, go to church. Um, and so my, my, I, I, in my appeals, I referred to, I, I tried to enforce my rights under Article 9, and the judges just wouldn't respond to that item in my appeal. They just wouldn't comment on it. And finally, uh, just at the end of last year, after years in this process, um, I went, I appealed, I, I had, I had an, what we call a judicial review, which is in the High Court where you challenge the judicial procedure. Um, and because that didn't answer it either, uh, I appealed that, and to the appeal judge, I said, I'm I, I very openly said, I'm entitled to a decision. Is this a breach of Article 9 or not? And that's where the, we had the precedent set, uh, which we think is a precedent, uh, which was, this is too small an infringement of uh, freedom of thought and belief to amount to a breach of Article 9, which means, really, that there may be a line in the sand which would be a breach, but this isn't it. Now, 
unless you're going to tell me the qualitative difference between uh, a Jewish person and an atheist person and a Catholic and a Muslim, unless you're going to try and explain to me the qualitative difference, that means a Jew can be sent to a mosque uh, or anything. Wow. It's not a slippery slope. It's one way or the other. Either, you know, unless you're going to tell me that my beliefs are less than a Catholic's beliefs, really, it's, it's open season, really, for religious judges. Wow, that's amazing. And so how has Catholic Mass been? Uh, I, well, I'd love to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't gone, is what you're saying? I haven't gone. Okay. And uh, to be clear, if my oldest son is old enough to make his own mind up about his belief, and he is clear to me that he doesn't believe in God, which gives me a nice warm glow inside. But if he did, if he did choose to, I would uh, respect um, his uh, his views. If it was Catholic, I'd t- you know I'd I'd say fine. You know, I'll take it to Catholic mass. If it was uh, if he was if he if he converted to Islam, um, I would take him to the to the mosque. Uh, you know, I think that that, that part of this is, is is about their beliefs, and of course, they are not allowed. To leave the faith of Catholicism by this law, because if they at say seven, and these kids are going to be bigger than me, trust me. Um, when these kids are towering over me, if I can't force them into the car and force them to mass, I could be put in prison. So, do you have like, do you have access to something similar to the Freedom from Our Religion Foundation or some other foundation that can get you? like really high quality representation to make a big fucking deal about this. Cause I'll tell you what, like here in the States, like ACLU would be on top of that. FFRF would be on top of that. We have resources we could avail ourselves of. Tom, I've been snotty about Americans for most of my life, but that's gone out the window now, isn't it? I mean, there's no chance, is there? We have a couple of organizations that are talking to me at the moment. We think that there's nowhere else to go, which is why now I'm in the court of public opinion, which is why there's a change.org petition out there, um, which, you know, I'd be delighted if your listeners uh, went to. Um, I don't think it's even an atheist thing. I think that, um, that, that theists should be equally worried by this. Right. Because right. Oh, absolutely. Even more so. Well, possibly, because, yes, well, only if you say that we, our views aren't as important as theirs. But, yes, I take the point. Um, Yes, because a Catholic um, will be t- could be told to go to a mosque or, or, or whatever. You know, you know. You're, I think, yeah, absolutely. If you if you are religious, if you really want to go to the church and you can't go because you're being forced to go to a different one, then I think you've got a real concern here, and it's no different to my concern. Yeah, well, you know, I, I when I say even more so, I guess what I mean is that I can go and just daydream. You know what I mean? Like I'm not missing out on my other religious observance. Oh, I see. And an afterlife. Yes, there's true. no. There's no conflict. I can go and daydream, and I, I, I could I could play fucking video yeah, games on, on my phone. phone yeah. You know, like I it's it's inconvenient, but it is not antithetical. It's just a location. I can make that just a location. As an atheist, I can be like, mm, that's just a weird thing I have to do. Like, well, you're right. Of course, you're right. But I do resist it. I resist what you're saying. Oh, I would too. Because I, yeah. I, I, I want to say that our views are as valid as anybody else's. But I take your point. Because we, yeah. we, for us, it would not put us in hell to go to the wrong religion. Right, right. That's And I guess there that's no more what I mean hell. is that when I say yeah. even more so, this as, as a scary precedent, you know, this is annoying to an atheist, right? It's a waste of your yes. time and energy. And, and it's, it's an infringement soul on your if you're a theist. Yeah, and if, <laughs> yeah. if I'm... If if I happen to be like, man, I missed this like really important 
religious observance that I kind of feel is necessary to go to heaven or whatever because a judge made me go to the mosque instead or the synagogue instead or what have you. I mean, that's even more of a now all of a sudden you've made up additional conflicts because you've agreed with this other religion. I don't know. It's just it's crazy. It's a it's a precedent are, are you nobody saying, should get behind. Tom, are you saying that this could create a state of cognitive dissonance? Whoa, wait. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> so, uh, so you said you you are uh, part of the skeptical podcast. Uh, where can people find that? A skeptical, yes, it's skeptic ULE. Um, well, it's on, on all normal podcatchers for on skeptical. Um, but if anyone wants to sign this petition, if they go to the Skeptical web page, the Facebook page, Skeptical Facebook page, at the top, the very first item is permanently at the moment the link to the petition. That's the best way to go there. And I've got to say, Skeptical, I, you know, I'm, going to, I'm going to plug them ruthlessly because um, on, on their 50th anniversary, their 50th episode, they invited uh, anyone to send in a piece. And I sent in a piece about this. And they were they said you know why don't you contribute every episode and that was you know well over a year ago now um which i do and they give me a nice solid base from which to launch this uh pr thing really this public relations thing public awareness thing um so that the world can do something because I, i'm trying to make the following statement true don't piss off an atheist with a keyboard if he knows other if he knows other atheists with the keyboard, now, I'm trying to make that a fact, um, and, and you know we're all together we can make that a fact. But this is important. This is not far short of an apostasy law, yeah. and it matters. And in England, we we sleep through a lot of stuff. You know, we kind of let things slide, and we we you know we tend to be a bit less. We take things much more calmly, maybe than a lot of other people do. And I think it's a mistake. And I think this is a real problem. Um, and I urge people to sign the petition. Not for me, not for my sons, but for all of us, because we're all entitled to freedom of thought, and we have to make the system understand that. They can find the petition, too. Um, we're going to put a link to it on uh, on this episode, show notes, episode 204, uh, and you can find that at dissonancepod.com. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us, and, and good luck in this. We hope that uh, we hope that you are able to uh, to overturn this and uh, and actually not be forced to go to jail for not taking your children to Catholic Church. Well, obviously, that's an out, that's an unlikely risk, but it's, on principle, that's absolutely right. We must t- stop this now, not allow it to get worse. It's open door for the wrong sort of people to make the wrong sort of decisions. I've got to thank you so much for letting me come on and to tell you all about Skeptical and and a petition and uh, appreciate your time. Patty, don't you realize what will happen to you if you refuse to receive Christ? Don't you think I know that? Then you've got to do it now. So this next story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Bobby Jindal's prayer rally advocates putting Christians, unsurprisingly, in control of government and all aspects of society. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> all aspects of society. Literally no other parts of society okay. should be governed Fair. by non-Christians. Fair. So even like, you know, uh, the Muslims in our society. <laughs> Or the Jews. Or like like I don't know, people who run ice cream counters. Right. Gotta be they gotta be Christian ice cream counters. You know, I would say that even this show with Bobby Jindal in charge, we would have to have uh, a Christian in charge of cognitive dissonance. Fair enough. Fair enough. So either that means you or I need to become Christian or we just need to take a back seat. Yeah, we could we could take a back maybe to this guy. This guy here, uh, his name's Gene Mills, and he's talking at, at 
uh, Bobby Jindal's little conference here. So there's a couple minutes of this. The seven spheres of influence, often referred to as seven mountains, represent the big areas of culture that shape nations. They direct and affect public opinion. They mold people's minds and it influences people. Those areas were the area of religion, the mountain or the influence of family, the sphere of influence around civil government, the sphere of influence or mountain around business and economics, the influence that was granted in the area of media. How many of you know these belong to God? It's not coincidental that these seven spheres of influence are under enemy occupation right now. It's not coincidental. This is D&D, dude. Yeah. I mean, this is fucking... He's going to tell you he's got a, like a plus six mace of smiting underneath his <laughs> desk. I'm telling you, man, this is fucking crazy talk. You, you listen to this. This is that. This is obviously that dominionism. It is. Stuff, it's right? dominionist, yeah. And and this is this... Um, I think this is this really sort of frightening... Um, h- how is this any different than a caliphate? This right. is a Christian caliphate. That's yeah. what they're proposing here. Sure. They are proposing a, a a world that is quite literally run by and dictated by um you know the the religious influence of a select group, select sectarian group, right, um of people within a within a certain major religion. This is it's a horrifying thing and the idea that that influential political people are dominionists is I mean this should be a source of scandal. Sure. We should look at this as a nation and be like, that dude? Dominionist? Like it should become a fucking buzzword. Yeah. You know, like about like, pedophile. Fucking, like 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 God controlling little areas of the government. You might as well have a a, a police force that goes after fucking witchcraft at that right. point. Yeah. It's well, no different. It's it, it is. It's exactly like the um uh, you know, the, the Islamic uh, morality police. Right. You know, what he's saying is we need to have we need to have Christian and specific Christian dominionist Christian control over uh, media. This is some big brother shit. Right. Over This is some serious like 1984 kind of top down control where power is asserted, you know, not by uh, trickling up from the people, but by being um, dictated down from on high from a yeah. from a select group of people, it's this is legitimately kind of some scary stuff. Yeah, there's more. Let me play some more. That you are here today to reclaim territory that rightfully belongs to God right now. It's not coincidental that we have declared war against the principalities and the enemies of the cross. And by the way, those enemies are not flesh and blood. They're powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And they're pulled down by the force that operates in you through Christ and his spirit. It's not coincidental that you're here to give a response for a nation that has neglected these boundaries, abandoned these territories, and to ask God to help us to rediscover the ancient landmarks again. It's not coincidental that these property lines belong to the sovereign one. And he has an original intent for each of these areas of influence. It's not coincidental that on December 2013, the 200th anniversary of Louisiana, we knelt in prayer with our governor, the one who called this prayer meeting, and a number of the men who helped to sponsor it and tarried for over an hour, 
asking God to break unholy alliances and to craft and to forge as we begin the third century of our existence. Wait, what What do you mean that's not coincidental? Like, who cares if it's coincidental? It's intentional. Yeah, you you planned it specifically using a calendar. That's like saying, like, it's not coincidental that I have a conference call at 9 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's not coincidental that I have one every week. <laughs> right. It's not coincidental that the sales meeting will be on Thursday. Yeah. Oh. It's, that's just stupid. Okay. And all the rest of that is just some fucking Chopraism, like garbage. Yeah. I mean, you, you listen to that and it's like the boundaries and the blah, 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 blah. None of it is, none of it means anything at all. It's deepisms. That's yeah. what that is. Holy and righteous alliances. Father, we cry out for the seven mountains of influence today. We pray that you will give us government, arts and entertainment, education, <laughs> the church and the family. I would that like sounds- to win Trivial Pursuit. I know. I was going to say that. It's like, fucking tell me like how many fucking years Babe Ruth was a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> arts and entertainment? That's, uh, the, that's the pink pie, right? That is. Like, it's and the brown pink is the history it, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, is he no, playing I, the genus edition or? Yeah. No, no, to... no. He's playing, They're clearly playing the children's edition. <laughs> <laughs> that our ambassadors would occupy the high places. That you would bring us into a place of understanding that they need to be occupied by the body of Christ because it's rightfully his. Join me as we enter into a time of prayer and worship as we entreat the leadership of the Lord to show us how we occupy these seven mountaintops. Oh, my God. Fucking terrifying. That is fucking crazy as shit, dude. That is... That is... Crazy. That is fucking cuckoo nuts. Yeah. I can't... How do you sit in the audience and hear a guy talk about the seven goddamn mountaintops and how nothing is coincidental and shit these deepisms out at you and not walk away and be like, I how the fuck... Like, look around (laughs) at people. And just with your mouth wide open being like, how the fuck do you believe this shit? Well, and just wouldn't at some point, wouldn't you want God to just do something? Yeah. Like all this time, like people are constantly like, oh, come on, let's all pray to God. We'll ask him to do this shit. Motherfucking God, he's not done anything ever at all. Like he's done like fucking zero things have ever been accomplished. It would be one thing, Cecil, if... If they fucking prayed and something fucking happened. Right. Right? If the fucking, you know, if he popped up on the projector and, like, conversed with these. But the thing is, like, they they go through all these motions and nothing ever happens. And it doesn't dissuade them one iota. You know, what they do is they, they, they wind up taking... Uh, a look at what happened in the world and then just attributing things to right. it. Right, yeah, you exactly. Know, natural causes and natural happenings, and they say, oh, it's like those, remember there was that woman who was saying, you know, we prayed and prayed and prayed, and we pushed the hurricane away from this area. Oh, and, you're God, like, yeah, well, yeah. and then it fucking landed on fucking Louisiana. It hit somebody like, else. Yeah, it didn't hit you, but it hit somebody else. But the, but to them, that's a win. Yeah, it's no, the, that's true. It's, it's selfish. The, you know, 2,700 people died in the World Trade Centers, but God made a little cross, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Or, the or you know, the airline went down, but I wasn't on it because my flight right. was delayed or whatever. Yeah, my, it's like, yeah. man, God, you're a fucking, you are really selfish yeah, narcissistic fuckbag. I think you have to be super narcissistic though to right. believe in a personal god. I think, I think so that's too. a that's an absolute one hundred percent necessity. I think you have to yep. 
think that the universe revolves around you to think that the creator of the universe gives a fuck about absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So this story also comes from Right Wing Watch, and it's it's Brian Fisher time. You'll never find a more directly demonic energy than when you deal with the homosexual agenda. I think you ruined this clip. Let's see what happens. Oh, I hope not. Well, let's see. But I don't think you will ever find a more directly demonic energy <laughs> than when you deal with the homosexual agenda. You know, I've, I've counseled friends who have taken positions that are going to put them kind of in the middle of the culture war on the issue of homosexuality. And I said, you know, you better buckle up because you have no idea. You better buckle yourself in because that giant cock that's going to go in your ass is going to push you forward. <laughs> how intense the forces of opposition, how spiritually intense the forces that animate the homosexual lobby are. They're vicious. They are mean. You are you literally are staring into virtually the unvarnished energy of Wait, Satan himself what? when you come up against the forces that are pushing the homosexual agenda forward. <laughs> Unvarnished energy of Satan. This is what we were talking about earlier. Satan sends you to shop class to varnish his energy. <laughs> varnish my... That's well, <laughs> Look, you gotta varnish my energy. My energy's not shiny and protected from water-based stains. They, I, okay, wait a minute. This sentence actually says, you literally are staring into virtually. <laughs> I... Which fucking what do you which is it? Let's hold on. I want to hear it again now that you said that. You are you literally are staring into virtually the <laughs> What is that? <laughs> You're literally virtually You're literally virtually staring into the actual figurative figurative energy. Do <laughs> you figuratively literally virtually so what are you uh, talking about? You can't remotely, even word. It's awesome. Basically, <laughs> it's like all the filler words in one thing. Man. That's decidedly great. Actually, the, the forces that are pushing the homosexual agenda forward are the hips of homosexuals. <laughs> and, <laughs> and their agenda is to have sex with other homosexuals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the entire agenda. Like, unless you're... Unless you're like, hey, wait a minute, can we make this a threesome? You're pretty much uninvolved in the homosexual agenda. This is this is all that bullshit though of like, we've got to demonize this other group because we just don't have any good arguments. I just don't have any way to say live and let live. I don't have any way to say that what they're doing doesn't affect me. All I get to say is they're really evil. And if you if you go up against them, and they use their things like fucking logic against you, you'll suddenly see that you're staring at the unvarnished fucking penis of Satan or whatever. Right, right. I love, too, that, like, they are vicious. They yeah. are mean. You see, we're trying to be vicious and mean, and they don't like it. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and they won't let us do it. Right. It's, it'd be like, it's like if you were like, well, I, I tried picking on that kid over there, and he beat me up. <laughs> Do you believe How dare that he beat me up? Right, man. I, I went over to I went over to you know steal that kid's lunch money, and he punched me right in the eye. The dick. I, 
Okay, uh, nobody feels sorry for you, massive majority of people. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This story comes from the Raw story. I love this guy's face. I love Todd Starnes' big... Todd Starnes, he's suffering from both Waldo hair, Waldo glasses, actually all three, Waldo glasses, Waldo hair, and shrinking face disease. (laughs) It does look like his features are collapsing inward, like his head is like a black hole. It's sucking his features in toward his it. His nose is like pulling everything toward it. Maybe his face is just going to end up as just a sphincter. God. Yeah, it's just no, going to pull kind of think, it together. I, I mean, if you look at how his lips are per, like sort of pursed right now, I think I think that they he is kind of a sphincter. I guess what I'm saying is, I'd face fuck him. <laughs> I would not. That's horrifying. There's. I'd slap him flaccid. That's the best I could do. Yeah. Um, man, that hair is aggressively straight and parted. But anyway, uh, Fox radio host Jesus would thank American Sniper for sending godless <laughs> Muslims to the lake of fire. <laughs> and I, my first thought is it doesn't have to be would thank. Yeah. It can be can thank. Yeah. But doesn't thank. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's listen to. Him go off. This is Todd Starnes. It's on Fox News and it's like his fucking Fox Minute or something. I'm Todd Starnes with this American Dispatch. It was another jaw-dropping weekend for American Sniper. More than $200 million in ticket sales, routing the competition and driving liberals bonkers. The New York Times dismissed the massive crowds as Southern and Midwestern. Former DNC Chief Howard Dean called all you folks who saw the movie very angry men, tea party types. And consider the latest Twitter tantrum from that tweeting twit Michael Moore. Asking... What would Jesus do? Oh, I know what he'd do. Hide on top of a roof and shoot people in the back. What would Jesus do if he could be a sniper and save soldiers' lives by shooting savages in the back? Well, I'm no theologian, but I suspect Jesus would tell that God-fearing, red-blooded American sniper, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, for dispatching another godless jihadist to the lake of fire. But then again, I'm no theologian. (laughs) Wow! That's decidedly great. I love that, that he's is, godless. Like, how are you oh, a yeah. godless jihadist? It's not the yeah. same god, but it's not godless. Yeah, no. I mean, he's clearly got a god. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's probably more faithful than you are. Yeah, that's he's a godless jihadist with your religious beliefs. Wait, what? To your god? <laughs> with your god that shares the same Abrahamic tradition? Right, Fuck! Right. It's very confusing. There was a time when Hollywood and Democrats stood in solidarity with our fighting men and women, folks like Jimmy Stewart and Bob Hope and John Wayne, American heroes. Those days are long gone, and our sweet land of liberty has been soiled by the stinking stench of Michael Moore and Howard Dean and their liberal minions. Oh, my God. What did he even say in that? Uh, Like a bunch of people saw a movie and people didn't like it. And, and and America used to be better back when everybody agreed that the military was good and thinking was bad. <laughs> that was them. Adams was the good old days. It's totally a there's a good old days thing there. Yeah, That's, man. What the fuck? Like, okay, throwing out, I guess, all of the 
ideas. I mean, I know that like we we've in recent weeks we've been talking about uh, different people saying that fucking Jesus would fucking lay the terrorists down and Jesus shoot people and call them godless or whatever. But I always thought that Jesus was a little more pacifistic than that. Yeah, no. Uh, it turns out that if Jesus had had access to a fifty caliber uh, sniper rifle, he definitely would have shot the godless rather than try to convince them. Sure. Would he have shot that table over, you think, instead of flipping it? Yeah, the only reason that that I mean the only it was a, it's a this was really a technology issue. Sure. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's uh and it's a good thing. It's a it's it's really it's a good thing that we not have a national dialogue or debate on the morality of certain actions in warfare. Um it's much better that we have a single-minded sort of view. That's how you're definitely going to yield the best society. Sure, when everybody sure. just agrees to get behind whatever the government's doing. It works in North Korea. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. You know, I think you're right about that with, with the technology thing, though. I think, you know, Jesus would have shot the fig, I think. <laughs> shot all those pigs. He shot all the figs off the tree. Or there wouldn't have been. He just shot the shit out of the tree because there was no figs on the tree. Right. That's yeah. the story, right. right? He probably would have shot some fish and fed people with it. True. He would have shot that whale that swallowed somebody. Else. <laughs> shot the whale that swallowed Jonah. Yeah, like, hey. yeah. He'd have shot John the Baptist on accident. <laughs> Just that was an accidental discharge. Yeah. Right. At least that's yeah. what I tell the it's wife. It's not his fault. Yeah. Um. He'd have shot that fucker Judas. Yeah. Well, come on. Yeah. You know, thirty pieces of silver. And shoot that motherfucker. Shoot right through that bag of silver. Really? I mean, like you cow. shoot Pontius Pilate. Right? Oh yeah, fuck that dude up. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna be crucified. Be like, fuck that. I got my nine. <laughs> just shoot him Could off. Could you imagine them trying to scourge him while he's just like, he's kicking him in the chest, Rambo style, and they're flying backwards. You know what, man? I'll tell you what. If that had happened, I'd be a Christian because at least there'd be some evidence that there was like some power manifest, sure. right? If he was yeah. like, yeah, I got a weapon from you know two thousand years in the future, I'd be like. Wow, that's fucking compelling. I got to tell you, that's super compelling. As opposed to the no action taken whatsoever. Yeah, and just getting crucified. Right, yeah, that right. was much less compelling as yeah. it turns out. I could do that. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, to be honest, that somebody who's being crucified is a super easy shot for a sniper. <laughs> I mean... So we want to thank Steve for joining us today and talking about uh, the case that he's involved in right now. Like we said before, we're going to post uh, the link to uh, to the change.org petition. Uh, so if you want to sign that, that's going to be on this episode, show notes, episode 204. We also would like, uh, if you would like, you can uh, also go to the Skepticule podcast. We'll have a link to both their podcast and to their Facebook page uh, on this episode's show notes. So uh, if you want to go check out their podcast, uh, we want to thank Steve again for coming on. Uh, it was great of him to to stay up super late. I mean, eight, 2 in the morning. He stayed up till like 2, 2.30 in the morning or whatever to talk to us. So we want to thank him for doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely, uh, It was very nice of him to do uh, on such short notice. So we want to thank him. So that wraps it up for this short show this week. Uh, we are going to leave you, as we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night infodocutainment.
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>